Roll humps to all my fighting camels worldwide. I'm your quarterback, Hodge Malik Williams, and you're listening to the Orange and Black Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the Orange and Black Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Cake and Camel Grill, located at 174 North McKinley Street in downtown Coach, right up the road from campus. You can come over to the Cake and Camel Grill to enjoy their award-winning wings and burgers before or after any Campbell home game. Dylan, how you doing today, man? I wish I was better. Um, Yeah, Saturday was... Uh, a mixture of a lot of things. Uh, I had to go back and watch this game. Uh, it was uh, pretty painful to watch. Went to delete my flow subscription, but uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, I think it's an interesting game to get into. Uh, I think we'll have a lot of talking points, um, especially for this game and um, this kind of this whole entire weekend in the college football land. And um, so I, it, it, it's very, very interesting and uh, we'll, uh, we'll jump right into it. Yeah, but it was a rough week for the camels who were knocked off by Elon over the weekend at home. Uh, Campbell dropped that game 28 to 24. It was a case where Campbell got down early Made a late comeback, but could not prevail at the end, similar to the last time these two teams met at Barker Lane Stadium. But it was just another case of Campbell. Uh, You know, they had chances to get off the field, and then you have penalties that jump in, or, you know, you allow a couple big plays, and Campbell was able to make that effort at the end, like I talked about, but just not able to pull it out at the end. Dylan, what did you see from the Camels on Saturday? Um, that run defense needs a lot, a lot of work. Um, Jalen Hampton kind of just ran through this defense, uh, completely. Um, we kind of knew, I kind of previewed it coming in that he could be an issue. Um, he wasn't as big of an issue in previous games before this Campbell game. And he kind of exploded on, (laughs) exploded on the scene with this Campbell game. Um, second quarter, just three rushing touchdowns by himself, adding a fourth later on the third. Um, like you said, we kind of came back and made it interesting. Uh, but it was just kind of too little, too late. Um, so it, it, the run defense needs a lot, a lot of work. And, um, like you said, the penalties, um, 10 penalties for 82 yards. It's a little unacceptable. That's not going to keep you in, in most games. So, um, if we can clean the penalties up and, uh, the run defense, I, I mean, I, I don't know. We, we have a great pass defense. Um, corners are working, working really well. Um, Elon was going to be, um, a team that was going to rely on the run more than the pass. Um, but it, it, the run defense and it, that showed, um, to be kind of poor and poor in this game. So we could clean that up. We'll, we'll be within the the hunt for one of the top positions in the CAA, but 
if we don't clean that up, um, it could get really bad, really ugly um, starting next week with NC Central. And as we kind of work towards the, the back half of the back half of the season. Yeah, Campbell was able to come out and get an early 3-0 lead. They took that 3-0 lead into the second quarter, but then from there, Elon scored 21 unanswered to take a 21-3 lead into the half. Campbell was able to come out early in the second half and get a touchdown to respond and try to tighten the game, but Elon immediately answered again with another rushing touchdown. Like you said, the Elon rushing attack just scorched the defense all game. Campbell was able to bring it back to within 10, 28 to 18, uh, followed it up with another touchdown uh, to tie it up with four minutes and 27 seconds left to make it 28 to 24. Campbell had a chance at the end to drive down the field and score a game-winning touchdown. They had to get a touchdown following a missed extra point uh, on their previous drive, and Campbell was just not able to punch it in at the end. But like we alluded to, the Elon rushing attack was too much for the defense to handle. That is something that is going to have to be tuned up for this weekend as Campbell heads to North Carolina Central for a big rank uh, matchup against a ranked team. And then Campbell was just not able to punch it in at the end. Um, you know, another another game where we've seen this season where when Campbell can start hot, uh, they're really good. Uh, but whenever they don't do that, um, you know, it can it can kind of linger and carry on and kind of come back to bite them at the end of the game. But Dylan, what did you see from the offense? You know, it's, you scored 24 points. It's, you know, kind of going back to almost like the William and Mary game, you know, like you had some good moments, but you just weren't clicking on all cylinders the whole game. Uh, This team before entering the matchup was averaging 41 points per game. That was top 10 in the country. And in this game, you only get, 24 points. So what did you see on the offensive side of the ball? Um, I, I saw Hodge Malik get sacked a bunch of times. Um, seven sacks for Hodge yes. Malik. Um, it, you could be a mixture in terms of uh, if we're going to point fingers, um, but Hodge Malik should not be going down seven times, uh, especially with the offensive line. Um, Mike Edwards, uh, a bunch of guys who um, – were touted as CA honorable mention, uh, honorable mentions at the beginning of the season. Uh, Hodgley should not be going down seven times. Um, that just makes his life harder. It makes the offensive life harder when they're in these long situations where it's second and, and, um, and you're behind the six, um, playing. That's just not fun. Um, but uh, it's good to see VJ Wilkins. VJ Wilkins has been the, the bright spot for, for Campbell, um, CEA freshman of the week again, um, 10 receptions, 114 yards in TD. Um, he did really, really well. Um, and it, it's, he's been a bright spot for this, uh, Campbell, uh, offensive attack. Um, it seems like, uh, him and Hodge Malik has, have that great connection and, um, I'm expecting a lot more. And, uh, if he keeps on this pace, we'll be looking at some, some freshman records and maybe some Campbell records kind of falling within the wayside, but uh, it's great to see VJ um, being that bright spot rushing attack. It, it's the tail of the two tapes. You either get the really good rushing attack or you get the really fall by the wayside rushing attack. Um, 
so the the rushing wasn't there, but um, great to see VJ Wilkins kind of step up for the passing attack and uh, becoming that top target for uh, Hodge Malik when he's looking down the looking down the field uh, trying to find someone in the passing attack. Yeah, VJ uh, was. It came out this week that uh, based on PFF, which is Pro Football Focus, who grades out every uh, game in college football every week, very prevalent in the at the FBS level. Um, but they put out he is the highest graded FCS wide receiver on Pro Football Focus, which for a freshman is, I mean that that's pretty impressive. But you look that that speaks to the offensive attack and the passing attack that the Camels have on offense. But you look on the other side of the offensive scheme, Campbell only had 35 rushing yards in this game. So you're able to give it to to VJ and some of your other guys uh, from Hodge Malik Williams. But when you're not able to balance out your offense, that's where you can kind of see that dip. And I think that's what we saw this week in previous weeks. You know, last week uh, you had a big rushing attack that made a big difference. But whenever you're not able to be balanced, then you know you're going to be passing the ball, and then that leads to those seven sacks. So it's kind of a when the ball starts rolling down and up in the wrong direction, it just keeps going, and and you you know you just got to have some balance and just be able to have that potent offense that we've seen. And obviously, your defense needs to step up a little bit on that side of the ball. Uh, talking about the defense, Dylan, you know another great game from Moncovia Gaffney. Uh, and C.J. Tillman that are kind of the staples of this defense. But you're still this defense is still getting gashed from the run game, and, you know, it just kind of piles on. And when your offense feels like they have to go out and score, you know, so much, uh, you know, that can that can kind of take a toll on them as well. What did you see on the defensive side of the ball? You touched on the run game earlier, but overall, what did you see? Uh Great to see Monkovia Gaffney uh, fill up the stat sheet. Uh, Ten tackles, a TFL, a forced fumble, an interception. I'm pretty sure there's more statistics that he had uh, on the day. So he was a stat filler um, for the Campbells on defense. And like you said, C.J. Tillman um, in there as well. Eight tackles, two TFLs, and a forced fumble um, for him as well. Um, We had five players with at least a half a TFL. Um, so that's, that's good to see, but I, I think it comes down to the, the Russian defense. And it was kind of interesting to see, like, you knew Matthew Downing wasn't going to be the, the, the guy that was going to break this defense. It was probably going to be the rushing Matthew Downing. Um, probably it, it, he's not going to be the guy that's going to gas you. It's going to be the run. And, um, so it, it was very confusing that the run was the was the killer for for this game um so kind of scratching our head and asking what are we doing um and and like you said like we gave up we only had 35 rushing guards so um but overall the the defense good to see Moncovy Gaffney um stepping up being one of those uh top leaders and along with CJ Tillman going out there and being the uh, stat stuffers for this defense and uh, other people attributing. um, That's always good to see. So um, just the run defense was very, very questionable um, for this. And I think would have been an easy and and winnable game if 
we just kept Jalen Hampton quiet and um, were able to perform like like we could have. Yeah, uh, frustrating for sure on the defensive side of the ball, but still, you know, Elon was averaging around 24 points coming into the game. The uh, defense holds them to 28. And with the, how potent the Campbell offense has been, you know, normally that would be perfectly fine and it's not even a problem. But like we talked about, whenever you don't have that balanced attack, it can it can kind of stymie your offense. And that's something that this offense and the defense, you know, kind of a gut check for the whole team. They need to kind of regroup this week and, you know, attack this North Carolina Central team who enters Saturday's matchup in Durham, ranked number 13 in the nation. That's the highest ranking for their program ever. Uh, going into last week, Campbell was on the edge of the top 25 following the loss. You know, you're, you're going to drop out of that and not be receiving votes anymore. So Campbell with a chance to get on track against a good team to make another statement nationally and kind of get back in that national conversation. So we'll see how that goes on Saturday. Speaking of Saturday, Dylan, what do you see from this North Carolina Central team? Very talented, very fast. This is going to be a tough environment to play in, um, but it should be a fun one. Yeah, this is going to be definitely a fun one. Um, I mean, they're just kind of overall base looking at them. Uh, they're, they're three, one, the season, the, the lone loss, uh, coming to UCLA at UCLA. Um, obviously that's going to be hard for any team to go to Los Angeles and, um, beat the Bruins, uh, ranked 24th at the time. So, um, all right. Hats off to them for going down there. I think the UCLA was supposed to play Michigan, I believe, or they're supposed to play a top team. Um, and that, that unfortunately didn't come true. And NC central was not afraid to, uh, to go play, um, UCLA. And then this past weekend, they were playing, um, Mississippi Valley state, um, at Lucas Oil stadium in Indy, which is a football stadium for the Colts. So, um, two back-to-back games where they've been to the big-time stages and um, one not going their way and one definitely going their way. So um, they average 32 points per game. Um, they've been in around that area throughout the whole entire season. Um, they're, they're mixed in terms of rushing attack, so uh, rushing attack and passing attack. So, um, they have 156, 158 yards per game rushing and 202 yards, uh, passing per game. Um, so they're even keel in terms of, um, what you're going to see from this NC Central team. Um, but QB led by Walker Harris, um, has 418 yards, uh, this season, five touchdowns with a 65% complete, uh, percentage. So that's pretty good. Um, he darts his targets every single time. Um, and he's quick getting the ball out. And then you kind of look their their main guy, the guy that we'll have to be watching out for is Latrell Collier, um, uh, who's their main running back and also has been in the passing game as well. Um, has rushed for 290 yards a season with three touchdowns and he has 114 yards in the air, um, with the TD. Um, so he's going to be that mixed attack and come out of the backfield, um, but also can pound it in, um, as well. Um, and they have a two headed attack, uh, rushing wise, uh, Davius Richard, 
uh, also has three touchdowns as well. Um, and they have some other wide receivers um, who have uh, at least a touchdown or, or two. So um, it's going to be good to see um, what kind of offense that they um, throw at the Camels defense. Uh, I think looking, looking at it and looking at Latrell Collard, you're going to see a lot of him and, um, a lot of that rushing attack. And, um, if we're able to stop the rushing attack, he still can, uh, catch balls out of the backfield. And they have, that makes four wide receivers, including him who can, who can catch balls out of the backfield or in the slot or in the outside. Um, so Walker Harris has a lot of targets to, to look forward, um, against his Campbell defense. So uh, I think you're looking at a William and Mary scenario where it's just a lot of guys out on the field, um, a lot of different um, targets that you have to identify. Um, and it starts with Walker Harris uh, on the defensive side. They have a lot of defensive players with a bunch of tackles, but it's led by Jane Flaker. Um, he's got 24 tackles on the year. Four and a half TFLs, excuse me, and then three and a half sacks with an interception and forced fumble. Um, he's going to be your your lead on your defense, and then they have a guy on on the inside and Kendra DeJore. Um, he's got twelve tackles, uh, but the mind-boggling stat: five and a half TFLs and three sacks already this year. Um, and that's good to see when you're playing these really tough teams um, out there, like they have with UCLA. Um, and a couple other teams that they face. So um, you're going to be looking out for them on defense, but um, the the offense is going to lead NC Central. Um, so I, I think like we wanted for the Elon game, we wanted the Campbell to start hot. And if they can get the ball rolling um, and NC Central is playing from behind, that's going to be better for, for the Campbells. But if we let NC Central go, it's going to be, hard once they once the trail collars is just pounding it down our throat so um this nc central team is for real and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in durham yeah we'll see what happens on saturday central with games against winston-salem state they have the obviously the game at ucla you expect a loss there normally from an sgs program and then they played a mississippi valley state team that historically has not been good so when you look at it for the central team, it could be an early season test for them as well against a SCS opponent that is more on their level. And we'll see how the Camels stack up to that on Saturday. Camel has already been tested early with their early, their season opener against William and Mary last week. Elon, a very good team who contends in the CAA annually. So We'll see how both of these teams respond on Saturday. Whenever Campbell travels to Durham to take on Central, that game is at 4 o'clock, and you can catch it on ESPN+. Plus. You can also head down to the game. It's obviously close to uh, campus, and go see the Camels for yourself. But we will see how the Camels respond this week. Uh, looking ahead at the Campbell schedule, just kind of talking about how big this game is to get back on track. Campbell then heads back in the CAA play on October 7th at Hampton before playing Maine, who has struggled this year. And then they head to Richmond for a huge matchup on October 28th. So, Dylan, you look at this as a ranked matchup. It's not a conference matchup. 
but you're play, facing a ranked team on the road coming off of a close loss and you want to get back into the national conversation. How big is this game despite it not being a CAA game and to kind of get your mojo back and get going back in the right direction before you head back in the CAA play to really uh, kind of into the meat of your schedule? Yeah, like you said, it, it's the the we want to get back into the national conversation. Um, and, and kind of looking at the CEA schedule, just to bring that back in, um, there's going to be a lot of big games going on in, in the CEA that um, are are not going to have our name on it, but it's going to be truth telling about what it's going to look like in the CEA coming up. Um, I mean, you still have your your William and Mary right there um, at the top of the leaderboard. Um, and then you had Delaware who you're going to be playing later on this year. And then Elon right up there. Um, and then some others kind of right behind it. So, uh, if Campbell wants to stay relevant in the CEA, um, they better hope for some, uh, good weekends. But I think this is a, a get right game for the Campbells and to get them back into that conversation. Cause you're, you're facing a ranked team. Um, and you're going to their house. Um, so if we can, uh, knock on the door and, and, and make a scene and make it a, a Campbell clash and, um, come back with a win from Durham, uh, I think it puts you right back into that conversation where, um, I, I don't think you're going to get top 25 votes, but I think you'll be right into that conversation where it kind of leads into the rest of the schedule where you're playing teams like Delaware, you're playing teams like Maine, who's kind of struggling this year. Um, and the rest of the teams that you're playing, uh, down the road. Um, I think hopefully they can get it into the get right state, um, get that mojo back and flowing. Um, so we kind of start having our eyes drift towards Chapel Hill late into the season and um if they're in the right mojo where they where they were uh last week and where they were against the citadel if we can get that campbell coming back i i think that talk gets a little bit louder um if if you get against central and um against these other teams that campbell should should be beating um so it's gonna be interesting to see to see and um, I, I mean, even if we make it a close game, um, I think that will put eyes on it too. Cause I mean, NC Central is a very good team. Um, NC and T played them, um, lost 30 to 16, but I think it's one, one of those games where, like you said, NC Central, they're playing somebody like more on their level with Campbell. So it's going to be their kind of their first, uh, true test of, of the year. So, uh, I think this is going to be um, a great game to watch if you still have that ESPN uh, Plus subscription handy. Yeah, Campbell sits one and two in CAA play, but the CAA is still wide open. It's still early in the season. One beautiful thing about uh, CAA play is it is not like playing in the Big South where you only have four or five league games because you only have you know, six to eight teams in the league. It is a large league, so you get a lot of chance to really test where you stand. William and Mary sits atop the conference at 2-0, and but last week uh, their top running back, Bronson Yoder, who scorched the Camels on opening night, uh, went down with an injury. He was carted off the field, so that's something to keep an eye on. And then 
Campbell has future matchups with uh, Delaware, uh, along with Richmond, and among others, along with some winnable games in there, uh, like Hampton and NCANC, among others. So the league is still wide open. And when you look at the CAA and how strong they are nationally, last year they got multiple teams into the playoffs. So if Campbell can continue to fight and continue to work their way, uh, get right as they head and in back into conference play, that'll be huge. And that'll all start on Saturday against a ranked North Carolina Central team who is ranked as high as 13 in the nation. Dylan, you want to jump into some of our other sports? Uh, volleyball had a pretty solid week. Yeah, the volleyball had a uh, great week. Uh, they swept William and Mary um, at home. So if you were you were there, you saw a great contest. Uh, they swept them in in the first game, um, and then it was a uh, very tense five setter um, on for game two. Um, and so and took the dub, and um, I, I think. They puts them right on top of the conference really, really quickly and puts them tied with second, uh, three and one uh, in the conference. So um, put jumps them right up top to the conference. So uh, I think Coach uh, Coach Corral uh, is kind of grinning because uh, she put these ladies under pressure early. Um, and it's early. It's still early. But what they're producing uh, early is great wins uh, against William and Mary, putting them right in the top of the conference. So. Uh, it's good to see um, the uh, ladies volley or the volleyball team um, getting the sweep, put some six and eight in the year and second in conference. So, um, and, and they got a uh, a very interesting matchup um, against uh, top of the conference uh, uh, UNC Wilmington. So, um, coming up, so uh, right off the bat, tough test and and kind of the benchmark for the Campbells in terms of where they got to rank in terms of um, CAA volleyball. So very interesting to see what, what they do uh, moving forward. And, and this weekend with a big matchup against uh, UNCW um, moving on. Um, so you got um, Ben's golf uh, was at the VCU shootout Um they team finished uh, 13th place with uh, Eric Johansson, um, top camel, uh, with a minus six, tied for 21st. So um, congratulations uh, to him and, and those guys. Um, just a great first uh, first impression um, right off the get-go for, um, for this year. So um, – can't wait to see more from them. Uh, I know men's golf has always been really, really good. Um, and I think uh, Coach Crooks is, uh, is going to have uh, them uh, and the ladies uh, team working hard this year to uh, make sure their dominance on uh, whatever conference golf they're going to be at um, still stands. So uh, it's going to be good to see from them. Uh, next one, men's tennis uh, was at the uh, UNC Greensboro invite uh, came out with 13 singles wins um, and eight doubles wins and uh, filed this impressive stat um, 12 and zero against coastal Carolina and Davidson, uh, which is always good to see. So uh, congratulations to uh, men's tennis um, on that uh 
great time at the UNCG invite and going 12 and 0 against uh, two good schools um, in tennis. So um, can't wait to see more from them. Um, and then women's golf, uh, like I alluded uh, to mention, uh, they were at the Red Raider Invitational, um, which has a lot of good teams. Texas Tech, obviously, hosting Iowa, UTEP, um, Princeton, Cincinnati, along with some other ones. Um, and Campbell finished third. Um, oh, team overall finished third um, with the top uh, Campbell finishing tied for eighth at minus one. Uh, Isabella Haney um, being the top Camel. Uh, amongst a lot of Red Raiders. Um, so good to see them. Uh, that's always a tough tournament um, to be at with some good schools and Campbell being right up there um, at the top. So uh, congratulations to women's golf and congratulations to Isabella for being the top Campbell finisher. Um, and then we'll move on to women's soccer. Um, women's soccer had two games this week. Uh, tough week for them. Uh, I think it started off really good with a two-two uh, draw or two-two tie against third uh, third ranked in the conference, William Mary at William Mary. Um, goals galore at that game. Um, so good to see them, and then it kind of ended off uh, on a Saturday note, um, f- taking the loss uh, one to nothing uh, at College of Charleston. Uh, which is a tough drive three days uh, later down to Charleston after you went to William and Mary. Uh, that's kind of the ebbs and flows of the CEA until we get um, into it more. So um, can't wait to see what uh, women's soccer is um, going to do um, and see what happens with the CEA. Um, hopefully we can pull out some, some more wins and ties um, but just knocking on the door of um, some wins against the top echelon of, of the CAA. So a lot of Campbell sports happening um, this week, kind of all over the cross the board and uh, a lot to come uh, this weekend. Yeah, but especially for the soccers, it just seems to be a matter of finishing uh, at the end of the games, a lot of close games, a lot of draws and, and one uh, goal losses. But definitely a uh, middle of the season, a chance to bounce back and get ahead there. Dylan, um, I, I just want to say that uh, my, my fantasy team is not doing very good. Um, they're 0-3, but, oh. but uh, they had a players-only meeting this week. So hopefully everybody oh. <laughs> in the Orange and Black Fantasy League, they're going to make a comeback. Um, you are, let's see where you are. Yeah, you're, I, I, you're you're tied for third, so you're one and two. I'm yeah. the only team that has not won a game yet. So yeah, I think um, shout out to Alex, uh, also being a great Campbell uh, supporter and uh, very active on the just chat. So um, shout out to him. But um, uh, Andrew can what. <laughs> I mean, I was facing Tyreek Hill. Like, this is one of those things where it's like, I didn't have a Dolphin to play with. Um, I had Patrick Mahomes, and he had the Taylor Swift effect, I guess. Uh, But I didn't have Travis Kelsey, so um, I I guess I missed the the mark on on that one. But uh, 
Uh, hopefully we could turn around here, um, Andrew, and, and get you a win uh, this week. But I, I'm looking at your team here, and I, I have one problem. Um, I, I might be the fact that you're you're starting Justin Fields. Like, can we have a conversation about that? Fantasy is about getting rushing touchdowns from your quarterback, and I'm betting on that. I would also like Saquon Barkley uh, to not get injured every other season. I mean, I know Joe Burrow is having a, a struggle year, which is going to break a lot of people's hearts. Um, I was thinking about drafting him um, in my fantasy league until I came to the brutal realization that he got hurt and then the whole, like, hurt just uh, Joe Burrow thing. Um I mean, like, you have Brock Purdy. Go get Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's really good. Might have to hit the, hit the trade. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hit, hit the, the trade block. But we'll see what what that holds for us. But, Dylan, even though the Camels lost on Saturday in football, it could be a lot worse. Could be Broncos fans and get beat 70-20. to 20. So, uh, our defense, uh, just don't do that, please. If that happens, we probably won't record a podcast. Yeah, we, so. we will take. I think it, we'll both agree we'll take a break from break from that week, um, and um, we'll come back and we'll just wipe it off the wipe it off the slate. But I don't think we're going to do that against NC Central. No offense to NC Central, um, they are not the Miami Dolphins. And they don't have the world's fastest wide receiver, um, and Tyree. I Hill. sure hope not. Yeah, let's let's hope not. Um, I might eat these words, and these words might end up on a um, old takes exposed, but I don't think so. I think it'll be a very decent game um, for the Camels, and I think they're going to be hungry um, to go into Durham and make this a game, um, and. and NC Central, yeah, they're they're coming off um, some good wins. Um, obviously, the loss at UCLA, that's just UCLA, um, and and that's just unfortunate. But um, I think they're going to want to prove a point. Uh, they're going to want to get back um, on track, and I think Mentor's going to have um, a team ready to go. And uh, I think the the number one key is let's let's get the rushing offense back. Let's get it to Rogers having a hundred and some odd yards. Let's because uh, I mean Malik, even though I want to call him Campbell Superman, he can't do it all by himself. Um, you can't rely on on the pass because you're going to have three interception Malik, and that's just not fair to him. So um, I, I think. If we can get the rushing attack back and make it a very even rushing attack, passing attack, and and Hodgley can kind of choose what he wants to do, and I think this game's going to get very very interesting if we can get the that ball rolling. And um, please, 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 for the love of God, just stop the run! I, please stop the run. Just just one week, stop the run. I beg. Yeah, Dylan. Last week. Uh, I predicted a offensive shootout. You predicted a defensive battle. You you got the better end of that deal. What do you see happening this week? And do you see it being a close game? Uh, let's get the guns out because it's going to be a Big 12 shootout. Uh, offensive galore. Um, 
I, I think the offense is going to want to come out and get into the 41-point territory, and NC Central is going to be thinking the, the same way. They're they got a point to prove, too, because if you look at their schedule do you, and, and how tough the FCS has been in terms of uh, being like the polling, uh, I mean, Western Carolina just got into the poll this week. Um, and this has been a couple weeks after they beat Sanford and they've had decent ones backing it up. So um, I, I think the SCS Charleston Southern. Yeah. RIP Charleston Southern. Um, they got Broncoed um, there. So, um, but shout out to the uh, Charleston Southern Buccaneers faithful. Um, they were really nice people. Love, love those guys on Twitter. So um, pray for their souls this week. Um so they're finally they're finally getting in. So NC Central's got to prove their ranking um, this week. Otherwise, they they might get dropped out. Um, and, and so I think Campbell is going to want to yank that ranking from them and and make it and make it getting votes back and getting them talking. And and like you said, if we can get past NC Central. That schedule for the next three weeks looks very winnable with some with some games against Hampton and Maine and um, Richmond. So um, if you can get it right against NC Central, I think the the road gets easier, and then the road hypes up with the the with the Carolina game and the Delaware game, and uh, NC A and T kind of finish it off. And like you said, CAA is wide open, so you never know. Give me all the offense on Saturday. Speaking of all the offense, is it even a coincidence that Julian Hill gets his first action with the Miami Dolphin Dolphins and they drop to what to what to what throw the ball better? He was he was open. He was that, he, he was, was open to what? Come on, to what? Please. But Julian Hill gets his first action with the Miami Dolphins. And they drop a 70-burger. So the key to success is Julian Hill at the tight end position. And like you mentioned, Julian Hill was open. And I guess Tua was just tired of throwing touchdowns because he overshot him. Uh, But good to see him uh, get some action in the NFL. And, you know, that makes two camels this year who have seen some action in NFL games. And like we talked about, it's just kind of the next man up mentality. And who is going to be next to make it? to the major league level of whatever respective sport. Alan Winans got another shot to pitch with the Braves over the weekend. And as they head into postseason play, you have some injuries there on that pitching staff. So maybe he can slot in uh, and be one of the guys for a Braves team that is definitely going to be contending for uh, the title in the MLB this season along with Cedric Mullins, who's with the Orioles and in that race, and Ryan Thompson, who is with the D-backs, who are still fighting in that wild card contention. So definitely something to keep an eye on there. A lot of pro-hump action. You love to see it. Can never get old. Um, as we move forward, uh, you know, we'll continue our coverage with football every week, but we're going to start previewing some basketball content. Uh, we're going to have head coach Kevin McGeehan of the men's basketball team on sometime soon to preview the season. Both the men and women had their first uh, official team practices of the season this week. So basketball is coming soon. That is less than 50 days away. Uh, so exciting times there. We'll talk with Coach McGeehan and preview the season there. And as we get closer to the season, 
We'll gear up for that even more and get you ready for the season opener against Navy. That game is at home. Um, so another season of basketball is quickly approaching. Uh, Dylan, do you have any final thoughts for us before we uh, sign off? I just want to say uh, Braves uh, and I'll be tweeting this. Uh, so go ahead and cut it at Braves. Uh, we, the Campbell Nation, would love Alan Winans to have a appearance two, three, four, or five in the playoffs. Um, we have Cedric Mullins, yes, but we are greedy Camel fans. We we want Alan Winans to start a playoff game when you guys are uh, dubbing up whoever you're playing. When you're three up and Alan Winans takes the mound, clenches the series. So um, we are greedy Camel fans. Alan, please start Alan Winans. Thank you. You heard it here first, Braves. The ball is in your court. Put Alan Winans uh, on your playoff roster and let's get this thing going. Um, unfortunately, Zach Neto, the Angels are just kind of struggling a little bit. But, you know, overall, he had a great season. He took the MLB by storm. Mama Neto definitely took the MLB by storm whenever MVP. he hit that home run the other week. Um, and she's always been awesome. And she's definitely a huge supporter on Twitter. So we're very happy for her and for Zach as well. Um, but just a lot of exciting stuff happening with all of our pro humps. And we'll continue to keep an eye on that as we move into the baseball postseason and as we continue the NFL season. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for listening to another week. Dylan, thanks for hopping on. Uh, everybody have a good one and go Camels. Pressure's a privilege, man. We want to run towards that pressure. We don't want to run from it. And we want to enjoy that and embrace it and, and, and fight through the struggle. Of it.